Hi everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to There Is More To Be Done. My name is Anam and I'm a psychology enthusiast. I'm here to share some simple strategies with you from the toolkit that I have created through my experiences and learnings in life for the everything is out of control, I don't know what to do moments. In this podcast, once in two weeks, I talk about different topics that will help you develop confidence and a I got this attitude. So let's get started. Today we are going to talk about how to define your value systems. Now, in previous episodes, I've been talking a lot about value systems and how we can use it as a guiding compass. So today we're going to talk about how do we go about the process of defining that. When we want to start a company, usually all the books, guides tell us that we need to first define the mission and the vision statement. In his book, Good to Great, Jim Collins, the author, describes the success of any good company that has outlived its founders to have really strong core value systems. In our life, it's a little similar to creating a company. If we go through life never sitting down to plan how we want to live it or deciding where do we want to take our life, what are the core values that will define how you will go about making these big decisions for your life? Chances are we're going to be in for a bumpy ride in this roller coaster of life. I think most of us believe that everything in the world happens for a reason. I think that we all have some or the other purpose in our life. Because we're all here and we all play important roles in each other's lives. And so I feel like it becomes really important to know what is the reason that we exist. These are existential questions that usually are very scary and not everyone wants to think about them. It's uncomfortable and we don't like doing uncomfortable things. That's why we gravitate towards things that distract us. We let things distract us to avoid tough conversations and to sit and face tough questions. And we kind of go along with what everyone is following. Chase for money, fame, material gains. Because those things give us instant high. They give us instant gratification. But problem with those things is that the crash of that high is also pretty fast. Value systems are like guidelines for decision-making processes. It makes the decision-making process easier. And we need to have a faster decision-making process because our life is filled with choices. And as much as we think that we do have the agency to make choices in our life, the outcome of these choices are not always predictable. And because we function with so many people around us, our choices don't just affect us, they also affect the people we interact with. 
and that puts a bigger responsibility on us to make good choices because we're not the only one who are going to face the consequences of those choices when i was younger my dad used to ask me a lot of existential questions we used to have a lot of discussion about purpose of life legacy helping people and i was really young to really understand those concepts back then but i think as i grew up even if he wasn't around those questions were always swimming in my mind and i was always curious to find the answer to them but i couldn't articulate answers for it back then i was so lost and frustrated because i couldn't understand why things are happening that are making my life so difficult why is it that things are not working out in the way that i wanted to work out it was frustrating and it was infuriating and my teens and my 20s were not so graceful they were quite rage filled and filled with frustration until i came across this book called start with why start with why was a great starting point if you've not read it so far it's a book by simon senek i highly recommend you read it because i think his idea of knowing what your why is and how it affects all these different aspects of your life is very well thought out and very well written and structured the way i see value systems is it's like a vehicle say you're planning a road trip you need a destination you need a vehicle if you know what kind of a car you have and the specifics of the car so like what is the mileage that it gives how strong is the make what kind of tires do you have how old is it how much fuel do you need for the destination that you have in mind it will help you figure out whether are you ready to start the road trip right this instant or do you need more time to reevaluate your resources maybe you need to tune up your vehicle or maybe you need to change it all together that's what value systems and your why statement do your why gives you a destination and your value system is your vehicle the good thing with that is that if you've got a vehicle that you have inherited while growing up you have the choice to decide whether it can be tuned up does it need a little bit of changes or do we just need a complete reconstruction once you know where you're going and what resources are that what you need it becomes really easy to then reverse engineer on what you need to do now to get on with that journey your value systems they need to be consistent you can't look back 
in 15 years and see a huge shift in your value systems. It needs to be something that is, it needs to be something of a guiding principle that you can sustain over a long period of time. You have to define that what is right and what is wrong in your eyes. Who are the kind of people you feel comfortable depending on? And where you draw the line in the difference of defining this is what is going to be your value system. And once you define your value system and you know these are your core values, it will help you forecast all these different scenarios, situations that you are going to be in and help you make quicker decisions and have more faith in your decisions. Be more sure of what you want to do, where you want to go, and what is the kind of life that you want to live. These principles are like your ethics. They will act as a compass for your future decisions. So for example, like you create a value of loyalty. Now you need to think through how you're going to hold up this value. Are you going to be loyal to your friends and loved ones even if they hurt somebody? Are you going to be loyal to them if they steal something? Are you going to be loyal to someone if they cheat on somebody? Being loyal is a value. But being loyal in different circumstances and where you're drawing the boundary is what you need to define as your value. And defining it is not just a one and done thing. You need to go back to it at relative frequencies to make sure that is this value something that still suits you? Have you changed as a person and has this value served you during that change? Is it something that still fits into your core value guide? Just as an organization evaluates its alignment with its value every year, you need to sit down and see how much you have aligned with these values in the past few years or however often you do this. And if you notice that you've moved away from this value system and there is a shift in it. You have to reflect on whether that shift is because you've crossed a line. Are you comfortable with that? Or is it because you've changed as a person and this value doesn't serve who you are right now? This looks like a very small thing. It may seem even insignificant. But trust me when I say this, it has a much significant larger impact on you being confident and creating that confidence that we all want to create. When you know who you are, you're more sure of pre presenting yourself. It's almost like having confidence in the product you sell. If you are not sure of your values, who you are as a person, your ethics, you're not going to be able to present yourself well out in the world. 
most of us who do invest time in self-improvement and self-development are people who are high on integrity, ethics, honesty, commitment. We value who we are and we want to show up better in the world. People who are high on value systems are people who don't just believe in letting life happen. You listening to this episode, gathering information and resources, is you taking charge of your development and growth. You're holding yourself accountable and you're showing up for yourself. And so I know for a fact that you somewhere believe that you can be the best version of yourself. And so I know you're the kind of person who wants to show up better in the world. And so irrespective until now, whether you have created a value system or not, you do have some code in your mind that is directing your decisions, that has brought you to this point where you have committed time to listening to information that is going to help you show up better. So all you need to do now is take a piece of paper or go to your phone notes, write the core values that come to your mind, which you think have been guiding you all this while. And once you've written it down, structure it and plan to have a conversation about these values with the people that you care about with anyone who you care about or love in any capacity. Now, why I say that is because it is important for you to communicate these values that drive you to the people that you interact with often. So that they can help build a better connection with you, they can understand who you are, and they will know that what is it that drives you and what is it that will possibly offend you. Because when you communicate what is important to you as a value system to the people you care about, whether consciously or unconsciously, they will take note of it. And at least this way, they will not be in a tough spot of being in a situation where they didn't intend to hurt you, but they ended up doing anyway. Because what ends up happening is that if you don't articulate your value systems and what's important to you to yourself, it means that you're not really communicating to other people. And if you don't communicate, how are the people who care about us supposed to know what our boundaries and how are they supposed to make an intention of not crossing it? You can't hold people accountable if you've not communicated to them what matters and what hurts. The better you spend time knowing who you are and communicating it, it'll help you show up better in relationships. So if you think that 
this is not an important exercise. I don't want to do it. I would still say if you really want to have intentional relationships in your life, do it for those people. You deserve to be loved in the way you most feel loved. And people in your life deserve to get the best version of you. So as per tradition, I'm going to share how I created my framework so that it can sort of give you an example of how to go about it and give you a base foundation of where to start. The simplest thing that really helped me structure my value system was this book called Find Your Why, which is a follow-up book for Start With Why. It's by Simon Sinek with uh, David Mead and Peter Docker. Uh, you can find it in public libraries. Um, you can find it in any bookstore. It has these question prompts exercises that are designed to make you reflect and really think about your past, your future and where you want to take your life for detailed method i definitely suggest you to refer to the actual book but um a shorter version of it is um, how this goes for me really uh what helped me was these prompts uh that i'm going to list now which was um one what were the best five memories second what were my worst three memories? Three, who did I idolize in my childhood and what are the traits I really admired in them? Four, who do I idealize now and if it has changed, what are the traits I admire in them? Five, how do I define my ideal self? Six, doing this gives me extreme joy. Seven, seeing this makes me really sad and makes me feel helpless. Once you've answered these questions, then you use the drafting technique that is shared by the authors in Find Your Why to create a why statement. So the technique to draft your why statement using the above questions is that you need to once you've sat and answered all of them, you need to sit and identify themes that are common in the above answers. There will be a pattern that you will notice. Identify that and see how you can draw similarities from it. And then you structure your why statement using the template. So two, dash in that blank you think about the contribution that you want to make so for me it was my vision to help people see their options as opportunities the second part is so that blank where you are going to define the impact you wish to see in the world. So my impact that I want to see in the world is that so that everyone can maximize to the best of their potential and live a spirited, joyous, intentional, purposeful life.
there could be several subcategories in your why statement, but the statement is the summary of what you envision your legacy to be about. And for me, I use that as a compass because my focus is on living a spirited, intentional, joyous life. And so when I reverse engineered that, I noticed a lot of things in my life needed to change. And one of the key things that I identified was my trust issues and avoidance of situations where I could get hurt by people. Of course, I spoke about these concerns to my friends who gave me the advice that that is a very valid concern. And the way to deal with it is that you have to dial back your efforts in friendship and not give everyone the benefit of the doubt, keep people at a distance, put in effort of what you receive. So if somebody is putting in the effort to keep in touch with you, you put the effort back. But don't do it if you don't get it in return. It sort of felt like they were saying that people need to invest enough and earn my trust. But then when I look back on my why statement, that wasn't really aligning with it. Because when I really thought of incorporating these suggestions, yes, they were practical suggestions, but it did not align with my values and why. My why statement kind of dictates a requirement of me going into every interaction with trust, intent, and love. To have an intentional, meaningful connection with everyone I engage. Because if I go in with an expectation of reciprocity, what is it that is motivating other people to trust me and open up to me? How am I even going to help people maximize their potential if I don't make them feel comfortable enough to open up to me? If I'm scared of getting hurt, I'm not going to be able to achieve that. And yes, the practical objective solutions that my friends gave me they were just not aligning with my why. And so I had to decide that, can I realistically practice this? It was kind of an agonizing process in my journey where my current self was in direct conflict with my ideal self, where I was so scared of being hurt that I had to even think that Am I even capable of doing what I want to do? But eventually with time, I realized that my why was much more important to me. Because of all the situations that I dealt with growing up, I knew that nothing will kill me as such. I, if I get hurt, I will be able to recover and I will be able to get over it. 
And so I decided that I was willing to take on the challenge of overcoming my fears of getting hurt and that I was going to be optimistic. So I accepted that as a cost of following my why. And the cost was that occasionally I would get hurt. Majority of the time, people will not be ready to hear what I have to say. Maybe they don't see merit in what I'm saying. Maybe they don't see that they're not ready to hear the truth sometimes. And in those moments, I would need to learn how to practice patience and empathy. Understand where they are. Because to be honest, I'm a nobody in anyone's life. When people give you advice and share their opinions, you really don't have to listen to it. You listen to it because you trust somebody. You value their opinion because you feel like you can trust that they have the best intention in their heart for you. And so if I am somebody who wants to share my thoughts and opinions with people, I need to understand that it's not about who follows it or who listens to me. I need to go in with a service mentality where my service is my fulfillment, not the outcome. I connect with people on a deeper level, even at the risk of getting hurt, even at the risk of not being reciprocated with the same amount of care and concern. But it doesn't matter. What matters is that I am staying true to my value. I am showing up every day with all the things or all the traits that I want to see in other people. It's difficult and I'm still on that journey. I still struggle with a lot of parts of this. Now and again, sometimes it's beautifully bliss because I have been able to cultivate a community around me who really have that deep, meaningful, intentional relationship with me. Um, and we, we have created this community where we all trust each other and positively uplift each other. And it's an amazing feeling to be a part of this community. And then at some times I have to pay the cost, but I have committed to my why. And that's why life doesn't just happen to me anymore. Life happens, but I pivot. I pivot to thrive in it. I see the options and the situation as opportunities. And I'm not tied to what happens after. I show up as my best. I show up true to my values. And whatever happens, happens. And let me tell you, there is so much liberation in letting go. Finding your why will help you do just that. It'll help you 
know who you are and show up in the world confidently, unapologetically, because you will know that you're on the right path and it will help you attract the right kind of people in your life. The people who will support you and uplift you. And so with this episode, I hope that I've given you some food for thought and at least made you a little bit curious about the concepts of why statements and value systems and that in some way it helps you in creating more deeper, meaningful relationships in your life. Thank you so much for giving me your time and staying till the end with me. See you in two weeks. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and found this topic helpful. If you did find it helpful or you know somebody who might like this topic, please like and share the episode and please follow the show on the app that you're listening to this podcast on. Please do let me know in the comment section of how you like this episode and if you have any questions regarding this topic or any other topics that I have shared in my podcasts, I'll be more than happy to answer them. For more content, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at There's More To Be Done or visit my blog at There's More To Be Done.blog. Links are in the episode description below. This is Anam and I'll see you in two weeks. Keep learning, keep growing.